0: Okay.
1: Student Radio Maastricht.
2: Maastricht. (laughs) Good afternoon, lovely listeners. You're listening to another instalment of Student Radio Maastricht. Today we have another episode for you of Lutter's podcast, Maastricht Cultured. This podcast is very special as it was recorded in front of a live studio audience. It is a collaboration with the Waterhouse Gallery and was presented at the opening of the culture season 2018 in Maastricht. We hope you enjoyed the show.
3: Hi, I'm Lotte, and you're listening to Maastricht Cultured. Maastricht Cultured is a series of interviews with the creative minds behind small cultural initiatives. In this episode, I had the chance to interview project managers Marius Ulrich and Lukas Sonneberg and curator Pia Zeitsen of the Waterhouse Gallery. We discussed what art means to us personally, how art can be used to tackle social issues, and what we can expect of the gallery's annual event. Enjoy.
1: Yes. Hi, I am Marius. And I am doing together with Lucas the project manager of the Waterhouse Gallery. And yeah, last year I was taking care of the media. Lucas already did the project management alone last year, and this time we share. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, hi, um, I'm
0: Lucas. I uh, said already. I'm um, doing the project uh, management coordination basically. Um, as well, I'm gonna take or I'm taking care of finances and the overall sponsor development. I'd say So a lot of boring stuff, accounting and so forth, and budget plans. Yeah, but at the same time, also getting involved more and more with the university and the city of Maastricht, uh, which is quite nice. Hi, uh,
2: I'm Pia. I'm in charge of the curation for the second time. So last year. Um, I did that already and, um, yeah, decided to once more um, give it a go uh, together with my co-curator, Mara. So so she's actually promoting heavily outside right now. Um, And uh, what is curation? That's something that people often ask. So maybe just quickly, that means everything that has to do with the art, from selecting the artists to actually hanging uh, the art on the wall and creating, well, yeah, really the exhibition part of, of the entire festival.
3: Mm. All right, and um, can someone of you maybe explain what exactly is the Waterhouse Gallery the event?
0: Well, it's it's multiple things, um, but I'd say most importantly, it's a social art festival um, that tries to combine different different types of art. Um, speaking about street art, fine art, contemporary art, performances, poetry. Um, whatever, we don't really want to draw a distinction between what's art and what's not. We try to incorporate as much as possible. So that's the art part. Uh, And then we also have the social purpose behind it. So basically, we're a charity art gallery. That means uh, we have uh, multiple international artists coming here, exhibiting and donating their works to water projects. Um, So that's why we came up with the slogan, Art Creates Water, because we exhibit the art. We also sell the artworks. Everything is for for sale, actually, up for grabs, so to say, Um, and everything We get all of these, all um, of these sales is then donated into water projects in Kenya together uh, with our um, sister organization here in the Netherlands, Simavi. Mm,
3: all right. So it's art and it's charity. And can you tell me a bit about this origin, this this charity, and what it exactly does?
1: Um what do you mean by origin? By origin of the gallery? Yeah.
3: How did it start? Like, what was the original, like the the path? that it took
1: to get here. Okay, that's a long story. Originally (laughs) it started, originally originally started in Hamburg Mm -hmm. um, by the founder of the organization Viva Con Agua, um, which is Benjamin Adrián. and he was a former football player of FC St. Pauli in Hamburg. And they went on a training camp in Cuba, I think it was, right? And there he noticed that there's water scarcity and a problem with water and in a nutshell, after he finished his career, he thought about, okay, I want to do something about it. And then he founded in 2006 the organization Viva Con Agua, and they started to raise awareness and money already for this organization. Um, started by many different projects, but basically the focus on concerts and music. Mm. And the organization quickly grew, and how it came to mastery then, then he was giving. TED talks recently and also spread the word about the water awareness topic um, around the whole Europe, basically. And he also had a talk in Maastricht, and there he gave a lecture. And then a lot of students came and listened to what he had to say. And there were two very specific students, which are also very important here for that project that became um, called David and Philippe, the Today Farmers of Love Foundation. Um, Love Foundation is very known here in the city, and also spreading more and more. but I'm sure we come later to know where the foundation is. Um, but Love Foundation plays a very important role. Also, how Eva Conagua came to the Netherlands, and they went to the lecture of Benjamin Adrian and said, "Like man, that's super cool, and not the problem, but the project does, and we want to do something about the project um, ourselves." And they promoted, yeah, I want to found Viva Con Agua Nederland, but that was not possible at that time because of legal reasons and it needed bit time to expand that. But they wanted to act quickly and then they founded La Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, La Foundation was then for years the biggest biggest donator for Viva Con Agua projects. Mm-hmm. And also at the same time in Hamburg, the projects developed um, from music events, they started to have their own galleries called the Millenshoek Gallery. Um, was this time for the eighth year in Kruna, a big, big event. It is an art gallery and also a social art festival in a football stadium in Hamburg. And they have, this year was recorded, and they had like 20, 23,000 visitors in three days. And then they also wanted to spread this concept of a social art gallery. Mm. And they were thinking about the Netherlands. And since La Foundation was their biggest link also for, um, for the Okanagan Netherlands, they thought, okay, like, hey, cool. And Lucas, when I proposed it, Lucas was already at that time um, head of Vivo Kanako Niederland and he came to a law Foundation meeting. We were right here, five minutes in the mm-hmm. Landbaubelang and proposed, hey, there's this gallery coming up and it's a big thing and I think it would be cool and convinced us all and a few months later, yeah, we started intensely planning and working on our own first gallery and last year it was called the Milanto Gallery. And that's really, in a nutshell, how everything developed. Mm-hmm. Right, Lucas? Yeah. yeah, I would say so. Um, maybe what's
0: maybe what's important to note, like, because it's, there's this might be this whole confusion between uh, what's the Law Foundation, what's Viva Conagua. But now that you know that we share kind of like a common path, it's also important to know like, that we are now two different organizations taking care of different things, but mm-hmm. we're kind of like. Um, Bound together through what we do. But both
3: for water resources?
0: They're both for water resources, Mm. but we have different approaches to what we do. Yeah. So while Law Foundation is focusing a little bit more um, here and there on craft workshops, uh, small concerts, and for example, also the parties here in Maastricht, with Viva Conaco, we really try to have, for example, sport events, we try to have like the gallery and um, focus a little bit more also on the educational part that we are getting bigger there and there because it's not only like we do not only have to raise awareness. here just through our events but we also have to have specific educational events mm-hmm. Um where we also have one one and a half years ago there was like a big uh, week actually about it where there was also well academia involved and it's also something that we want to only expand it a bit over the next time because actually mastery is a good spot for it we have a lot of initiatives here and also actually a lot of water research is happening here so
3: mm-hmm. yeah all right so just in summary I think yeah, Viva Con Agra is actually the event, more uh, the charity behind the uh, cultural events. And what you try to do is raise money through art events, through cultural events for this, the cause, which is getting more ro- water resources in developing countries. Is that true?
1: Yes. That's yeah, one, right. one side of the event. Okay.
3: Um,
1: there's a of raising money for water projects. And another side, to is to break in the art world a bit. Okay. Because especially in the fine art world, it's really still an elitist um, thing to, to to see fine art, go to galleries, um, and we try here in Maastricht, also in the city of Tifaf to split it off and make art accessible for everyone. It's also, art creates water, and art is also for everyone, mm-hmm. and that's from the core until the very last ring of our event, our our approach. Like everyone can contribute and it's all inclusive. Everyone can come just it's it's an a- open festival for everyone.
3: Mm. Right. That sounds good. I think especially um, art is seen as something uh, quite expensive. Uh, can you say something about like what, is, what can people expect when they want to buy something in your gallery? Oh, there's Pierre there. Right, <laughs>
2: Um, So I think uh, another special thing about our gallery is that we um, kind of want to try to move away from the perception of art in today's society as this um, unapproachable thing, this this idea, well, I can't afford it anyway, and I don't understand it anyway. So um, if you ask for the prices, we really want to have... um, well, big, a, a big scale, so that a student can go in and is able to afford something. But also, we don't want to um, limit the artists in any way, shape or form and, of course, um, value their artwork. So there will also be um, more expensive pieces of art. It, it depends. But again, with this thing, so in the culture program in, um, um, well, everything underlying the gallery, but even in the uh, financial situation, we want to uh, make it possible for people of completely different backgrounds to take part in this experience. So there will also be um, prints up for sale, but there will be well. We have one really exciting big sculpture um, that is being created, especially for the space, especially for our exhibition and our theme of this year, which I think we should touch upon as well, maybe later. So completely different uh, price points, which is something that I think is also quite unique. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, in the arts today. Yes, for sure.
0: And I think it also then like if you expand that thought a little bit over the gallery. You can also see like with the entrance prices, for example, where we have like limited prices, obviously, for students and then for someone who's actually working who is a professional, um, has to pay a little bit more. Um, but saying, seeing it not like, like as an entrance fee, rather more a donation because everything think it's donated anyway. Uh, for example, children like, come in for free and also the elderly come <coughs> in for free. And as well as you're not able to pay any of the entrance fees of like three or five years, you can also always just shoot us a message and say like, okay, well, I cannot afford it right now. Um, That shouldn't be a problem, because just because of your financial situation, you should always, like, you should have the access to art, no matter Mm -hmm. if you're in money or not, and if you can afford something or not.
3: Because I think it's kind of like a
0: a right, a creative right, that anyone should have.
3: All right, if we are on the topic of art, I'm quite interested in what each of you, like, what art means to you. Like, why is it so important that we get involved with art or see art in our daily life? So maybe we can go to each of you. (laughs)
0: Can we start? I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. I can also start. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a very um, broad and difficult question, but like for me personally, art, art is, brings meaning for me a lot, um, also it's kind of like a getaway for me. Um, I see a lot in there. I see nice things in there. I see common things. I see disturbing things. I see ugly things. But I all want to see those, and for me, it's a very important way of. Um, creative expression that you might not be able to express otherwise or like things you want to express in your life but you cannot with the tools given through for example language so yeah that's that's art for me and it's an important important part in in every life at least or like i think so that you touch or you get in touch with things that are usually not there in daily life which allows you to dream to fear or to hope and whatsoever so basically i'd say art is, for me, a big tool for meaning in life and enjoying life to the fullest.
2: Mm, nice, yeah. Um, so, for me, art, uh, I think, has a very special place in my life. Um, I also studied art, so it's something that I am in touch with almost every day. And why do I like it so much? I think because uh, it's really a manifestation of so many things, of thoughts, of culture. Um, and that way, it's also sort of a record device. So I believe that if you look at art of other decades, then you kind of are able to understand how they thought without having to read lots of books of history and philosophy and whatever. Because I think that really art is where all of this comes together. So you have all these um, different aspects combined in the art of the time. So I do think that in the future, people will be able to look at our art and kind of understand what our minds were like, what we're thinking about. And um, this way, I just think it's, immensely, immensely valuable, sort of like at the core of society almost. Yeah, so, and on the other hand, well, together with that, it obviously brings people together. So you're able to share something and to be astonished about something. So the reactions that people have when they see a certain piece of art, um, I think, especially today in this crazy media landscape, there is not so many things that really touch you. And I've seen so many people react to art in such special ways. So that really makes me believe in like this beauty of it.
1: Yeah, and for, for me it's art a bit like a, like a stimulus maybe compared to to reading. It's something which can trigger something you where you didn't think about yourself and that's also it was very close why I think art should especially for kids, and should be an all inclusive no elitist event because art is in its core not about money, it's about expressing something that can stimulate if you see anything. It's like it's like reading a book, it's like triggering a special emotion or a special thought. And um, that's also the interesting aspect I think for artists to express their thought and see what people get about it. And it's always artists always like criticism or doesn't have to be, but it's so I have like I have in mind like like reading it stimulates something which you, which lets you develop and
3: some re- reflection. maybe.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm. I might have <laughs> to add some,
0: actually something while while thinking about it specifically meaning when I said that. I think also art is something like as said a stimuli, but at the same time it's also something expressing something that you like that you need to express in a different way. So I think art should also. For me personally, is something can be something political, and should be should be a tool that is pointing towards, well, how to say that? Maybe yeah, pointing towards things that are not going well in our society, and art I think should also stand up for those things um, that are going well, for example, but also should stand up and criticize those things that are not going well, and should always start maybe a critical reflection in yourself and a critical reflection of what society is at the moment and what it has to offer and where it might go. Um, that's a very personal thing and my other people might, uh, might disagree and say okay art should not be political But I think it actually it should it should have a stand again and, like it always had in My opinion and it should again.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because that's what I also uh, Think your the, the concept kind of is of your gallery, right to raise awareness through art Is there a specific way that you do this during the event? You mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: you I mean like especially through the paintings or yes and no so the the message we have with this inclusive event is not about like looking at the painting it's like the whole whole concept around mm-hmm. the event that's like accessible for everyone and of course we have also workshops which work around that theme. Um,
2: yeah, can you explain the theme? That would be nice. I was yeah. just going to um, mm. yeah, go over to that. So um, we had a big brainstorm session in the beginning of this year. And of course, there are so many sub-aspects of things that need to be emphasized more, that need more awareness, um, especially with our background of the charity. And so we thought about something that was kind of... Really hard to tackle for us last year and that was how do we bring the message across because yes we have all the info stands and we can tell you all about the water projects but how do we actually like um visualize that how do people yeah how are they confronted with these messages when they're looking at the art so really the connection of the two so what we came up with this year is a specific topic that we thought would kind of um give us the freedom but also the Platform so, really pinpoint something in order for us to uh, incorporate it in the concept in the aesthetic uh, visual concept of the gallery. Um, okay, I'm just going to say the theme and then explain it maybe because we've been talking about it so much and did mention it. The theme of this year is Pantare, um, and that's an old Greek uh, aphorism, it means that everything flows, um, and that for us really captured like the essence or is really this. Frame this underlying framework of all the things that we want to say. We thought a lot about uh, issues with identity. We thought a lot about, uh, of course, the, the water project. And in the end, everything is fluid. Everything is ever changing. So this is what we visually want to um, bring across in the gallery. We launched uh, an open call earlier this year, and we um, yeah tried to reach out to artists with that, providing them with this um, with this Greek saying. Um, And then maybe to make it a bit more tangible right away, there's a lot of um, sayings perhaps that everyone knows, like uh, you can't step into the same river twice. I think that's something a lot of people have heard about before, so we gave them these prerequisites kind of Mm -hmm. and they came up with so many amazing creative expressions of that so i think that as you walk through the gallery we will be able to really tell a story and make people think about all the things that are changing all the time that can also be luck so you can be in and out of luck you can be supplied with water or maybe Mm -hmm. there will be a situation in your life where you realize that not everyone is so issues of identity like i said sexuality all of these things that really need a platform today, so that's how we want to tackle it this yeah. year. So sort of the
3: the ebb and flow of life, basically, that's in the broad exactly. term. Yeah. All right. And um, so you said we had an open call for artists. Uh, how did you make the selection for which are participating in the in the event?
2: Uh, yeah, that um, goes hand in hand, I guess. So. Um, we received a lot of very interesting applications. And first, I think um, we were like, oh, this is so pretty and this is so nice. But then we had to take a step back and really come up with criteria, which is a cool thing, but also a strange thing to do because um, keeping in mind like our philosophy and the way that we actually want to be so all inclusive, it was kind of counterintuitive to, well, to to act like someone is better than the other and to select stuff. But then what we said is really important to us is that we see uh, a message behind it. There were a lot of artists who handed in beautiful descriptions, who gave us their thoughts and something so personal. And whenever we thought that uh, the artwork really triggered something for us and um, brought across this message, that it would be a piece of art people would stand in front of and could see uh, what we were thinking or what the artist was thinking. Yeah, we just really wanted this... um, art that is so rich in content because in the contemporary art landscape i think what happens a lot and again i'm not saying that this is any worse but um what happens a lot is that people stand in front of an artwork and they're like well i can't access this i don't understand Mm -hmm. it because it's very academic oftentimes Mm -hmm. um so we just wanted something that triggers maybe an emotional response or that is just easier to access Mm -hmm. and what
3: kind of Uh, Is it like paintings, or uh, videos, or
2: sort of art can can people expect to find there? Um, So, the concept that was handed over to us from the original gallery in Hamburg um, was first of all to try to collapse this stark distinction between fine art and street art. Mm -hmm. So this is where we kind of come from. Um, Hence, we also have a lot of street artists, mural artists, and there will be like big scale um, paintings mostly outside and also throughout the city. That's something really exciting, I think. And then there will be uh, loads of different kind of kinds of mediums. So we have video art and we have paintings and photography, really like the classics and the, the new ones. And just we try to really be as um, versatile as possible because, again, that's just tied in with everything flowing and trying not to ex- exclude anything.
3: Mm-hmm. And are we talking about well-known artists or um, just graduated
2: or is there also a selection in that? Yeah, once again, um, we tried to um, show things of really different backgrounds. So one thing that was most important to us this year is to have an equal amount of female and male artists and uh, i think we we did quite well so it's not it's almost 50-50 mm. so just being very inclusive and then we have artists from com- um artists from completely different points in their career we have some who are represented by galleries so they are already uh, rather established but then there is also more personal stories like friends we met in university and we said hey your art is amazing we want to give you this platform and we want to grow together with you so um artists from all over Europe in the most different uh, times in their careers but yeah surely there's also some that uh, have exhibited um, in, in, in big exhibitions which is quite exciting so yeah yeah cool yeah and then going a bit back to the
3: organizational part of it so it's taking place in Maastricht I don't know is, is the, how many times has it been here already it's an annual event right
0: um, so yeah, it's an annual event. It has been here last year, last year we had our launch with the mm-hmm. Milan Tor Gallery. So this year is then the second year for us. yeah and we set out to be here for a bit longer. That's mm-hmm. um, basically our idea and that's what we hope for. But yeah, actually I think we, we've gotten to good terms so with also better and the swing Scott here here where we're gonna have our gallery this year um, because this is a very vibrant quarter I'd say that's gonna grow over the next next couple of years and um, we had an idea together, um, to grow also together, also mm-hmm. that this gallery is going to be here for a bit longer. Um, so yeah, annual event, uh, expect us every year here, usually September, uh, mm-hmm. this year, 21st to 23rd. Yeah. yeah In the about
3: All right. Yeah, and, and how did it, because you already explained a little bit how it came to Maskscape through the Love Foundation, uh, how did you guys get got involved personally?
0: Okay, Um. well, I've... Studied in master's. I think I started studying here in 2000, when was that? 13? 13? 14? No, 14, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then I already knew the law Foundation but I never got really got involved because then I left Mastricht again, I came back for a new study program. Um, and then yeah, I got a little bit more involved in my second year of studies and then out of a sudden um, a friend of mine he was like the leader of Viva Connacht before, like uh, kind of the project coordinator for the most things, approached me and said like, Hey, do you want to take over? I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave mastery for half a year and we need someone to take the spot. And I was like, yeah, sure, of course, could do it. How much work is it? You know, I got my studies, I got mm-hmm. this and that. But like, I got really like involved with it and very much enjoyed it for half a year and uh, he came back then. Uh, I was working together with me a little bit and I just basically took over Viva Kanako in Niederland with Philippe, one of the founders of the Sofla Foundation, also a co-founder of Viva Con Agua. Um, yeah, basically uh, took that over and then there was the project coming in, All the bilateral right. proposal in QIMI.
3: And you're expecting to also go for like for more in, in, in more cities in the Netherlands or is it Maastricht right now? Uh,
0: right now it's Maastricht, but um, of course we have dreams and hopes for the future. I uh, would like to go to Amsterdam maybe in the next year, yeah, see if it's possible. Uh, but ideally, actually, we'd like to keep Maastricht and Amsterdam, Eindhoven, Utrecht would be an ideal scenario. But I mean, it uh, sounds kind of utopian, but
3: it mm-hmm.
0: will
1: work, hopefully. I was just thinking how I got involved in no, really, <laughs> you know. Um And I got involved first with La Foundation before I came to BioConagua. And you're already there, make, and you have some people from La Foundation and Went to some parties and some events with them, thought like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then I moved together with Mara, who is also in curation with Pia. Oh. And basically Mara just told me, hey, Mara has come to a Law Foundation meeting. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then we went there. And I never left again since then. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, I think similar stories. So the foundation is something that has always been around and um, it's a very um, family-like environment. So I always knew people who were involved with them and it was for me um, always like a thought, oh, you should go, you should go to a meeting, you should go to a meeting, but then never really ended up doing so until um, a mutual friend of Lucas and I told me, hey, Lucas is going to organize this um, art exhibition. And that was something I was looking for in this city for a while. And I got super excited. Yes, I, should, I really want to do this project. So I actually joined um, La Fana de Conagua f- specifically for, for the Waterhouse Gallery. So that's how we all grew together yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah and you all started as students in Maastricht so yes and you're all from different backgrounds as well so yes yeah um, that's great so cool.
2: I studied at UCM um, mm. I studied art there
0: um, um yeah well I can make it quick for Myers and me because we've actually uh, studied the same mm. uh European studies uh just finished now um but yeah I think it goes generally for the whole team uh, I think we're 20 to 22 people this year and uh, the whole kind of like managing team so to say and we have people from lots of different backgrounds we have people from economics, um, international business, i-arts, um, oh I'm forgetting a lot I'm sure about yes. that, uh, UCM of course all the various different ways you can take there um, and I think also last year we used to have someone from psychology but yeah. <laughs> She's a problem. All
3: right. And uh, how have you found that uh, Mastricht is uh, responding to this event uh, Yeah, organized by students and by also international students? How do you feel like last year went and how do you feel like it's going now?
1: That's a really good question. Um, yeah, it went well last year for, for having a first event, but we noticed because the first time we organized an event last year with this gallery, where we didn't plan to only approach students. Because when we organized Love Foundation parties, um, we've really learned mechanisms, Facebook event, and some prominent faculties, and that works pretty well, they have a, we have a really good reach for that normally for our Love Foundation events. Um, so that was kind of new terrain for us um, um, to approach those people. and. Um, there we made a very big learning process this year, um, otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here at mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it was, a, it was an experience and we're still learning how, how the mechanisms here in the master's uh, local cultural environment work. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Can you give a little example of how you find that it's how you thought it was to collaborate with uh, with Master this to make it work?
1: Um. Yes. The first thing we learned, for example, okay, we need a few people who speak perfect, perfect fluent Dutch, mm. because when you walk in, in into a redactier or like in the Chinese pyramid, say like hey, yeah, yeah, write press releases in English, um, that doesn't really work out. Mm. There was one option then, for example, which which. Magazines are important. How how can people know that there is actually a gallery? Because not everyone follows Love Foundation and does on Facebook. Printing campaigns and we're in touch with some people who did that before. Politicians, how to do that? And yeah, I learn every day what's important. And last year was like really um, okay. That's how it works. Okay, and yeah, we're now in the second year and doing a lot of things better and a bit different than last year. Mm-hmm. Um. But in total, we were also happy last year.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. And um, just to, for people who would like to like visit this event, what can we expect? What? Uh, so we have an art gallery. We have uh, you can buy art. Are there more things planned? Parties maybe?
0: Yeah, there's uh, lots of things happening actually. So this is why it's a social art festival. Um, so obviously we have the art, we have, um, the first floor here in this Sinksquare here. Um, but we also will have like some paintings still might be going on outside. You can also at the LBB, you will most likely be able to see in the week before the gallery maybe also still during the gallery. Actually, some of our artists is actually a collective, um, called the and another artist on top, Bobby Serrano. We're actually going to paint uh, a massive mural, um, that's going to stay there for a long time, which we are very happy about. Um, so you can see those art aspects, obviously, but then we also have a cultural program. We have a whole culture team. We also had a cultural open call um, where people and where collectors could actually um, write an application uh, according to the theme and present what they want to do, if they want to do an, or, um, a workshop, if they want to have a lecture, poetry, uh, performances, music. Um, so we have a whole, culture pl- uh, like whole cultural program planned throughout the event. it's going to start Friday, I think, around four already. Um, with the workshop, so if you check it on Facebook, you can see some separate workshops, events already. Um, so that's that's going on, then I think on Friday night, we have a little bit of music. We also have the mobile, meaning some guys in a fire truck uh, mixing some vinyls and making some good vibes. Uh, we have a whole Yo that's basically kind of uh, like a bedouin tent that we have built up as a workshop space and music space. Um, on Saturday night, Saturday night there's going to be Troncle, that's um, a hip-hop rap event. And then on Sunday, we have some other things coming up. Uh, but you can all check it in the program and also on Sunday actually I think we're going to have a skate workshop um, for children, uh, we're going to see on that one. Um, so that is obviously there, um, well we have a bar, we have a stage. Um, and we're planning on having some parties, uh, but that's going to be announced soon. All
3: I'll right. Just stay
0: all in the dark about that.
3: <laughs> sounds good, cool. Yeah, and, and if people are like, okay, this, is, this sounds like an awesome event and I really want to join, like I'm an artist or I'm uh, good at organizing or good at finance or whatever, how can people approach you?
0: Well, it's a very easy one. Just shoot us a message on Facebook. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but maybe generally going back to that, Explaining a little bit of Ivaconagua and Love foundation, yeah. um, because we're generally an open network, mm-hmm. so we always live of people helping us, and I mean we all also do it for charity. No one is getting paid. Um, we in open network, whenever you have an idea, for example, about a project, you can always approach the Law Foundation, you can always approach Viva Conagua and ask, hey, I have this idea, let's make it, or let's, maybe we can try to raise some money with it and we do it for the social purpose. Perfect. If, if you're good with anything, if you're good as an artist, if you're good with economics, like accounting whatsoever, organizing things, if you want to be a project manager, you can always be approach us, talk to us, gather some people, Usually a project stands if you have one project manager and pro- one project leader who says like okay I'm gonna do it and you gather three or four people and then you usually can make organize an event, make it up and running. And if you, obviously if you want to help still don't, like if you still want to help out for the gallery, we're also looking for volunteers. So I think there should be a volunteer sign up sheet soon um, on uh, Facebook and of gonna the gallery so you can always sign up and put your skills in there for some really good for well, That's highly appreciated when we'll people help us out. Uh, so yeah, very you go.
2: Listeners. make sure to keep subscribed to keep up to date with the latest developments of the student radio i look forward to seeing you again next time and please make sure to leave a review on itunes if you can it really helps us out have a good day okay Shh.
0: Student,
2: student radio as <laughs>